0: to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, Dream Team? Coach D here coming at you from beautiful sunny San Diego, and we are back We're back here with our beautiful co-host, Jamie Martinez.
1: What's up, guys?
0: And we got some more questions from the Live in the Dream team that we're going to discuss. But before we get to the questions of the day, we're going to go over some current events and one win and one struggle of ours. So let's go over what's going on in our lives lately. Uh, Jamie, you just had your birthday celebration with our friends. How did it go?
1: Yes, the big 35. Holy moly, it's so weird. Um, And you know, I'm a Leo. So I say that I get the whole month. So it's coming to an end. But so much fun. We went out downtown to this like little restaurant that turned into a bar afterward, had some bottle service. I was just thriving. Um, What else did we do? We went and saw the Barbie movie, just brunch, you know, just hanging out with friends. It was a great time.
0: Yeah, it was Tulum-inspired, so we were there, and we had our dinner, and then it shut down, and it turned into a club right in front of our eyes. We had a nice little table and the whole the whole shebang, so we had a good time. Stayed out way past our bedtime. Do you remember what the uh, restaurant was called?
1: Yes, Camino Riviera, downtown San Diego, like Little Italy area.
0: Nice, Camino Riviera. Highly recommend if you're looking for a good time. Uh, yeah, definitely a little spendy, but for sure, good for a good celebration. Uh, when, speaking of celebrations, we just had our going away party with the Scripps family. So our old gym, we just had a really, really amazing going away party that was thrown by our really, really good friend, Tara. Tara is was our event coordinator at the old gym. Just a really good person. She has such a great heart. She brought in her son, Blake, who was DJing all the members made this really cool video and uh uh, it was just nice to be able to connect with them and and say goodbye to this old chapter and hello to the new chapter and make sure that we uh, know that they know that we're always there for them and that we're going to continue to be there for them so um that was a lot definitely a lot while we were there a lot of emotions um yeah what do you think?
1: Yeah, it was an amazing turnout. It was so good to see all of their little faces. We haven't seen them for about almost a month now. So it was just really nice to see them and kind of have that official, quote unquote, goodbye. We're still in the area. We're still going to be there for them, just obviously not being able to see them on the regular anymore.
0: Yeah, and I just want to thank everyone that has been there to support us and that came all the way from La Costa and Encinitas and just our, our friends that are there for us no matter where we go, no matter what brand is on our shirt. that they, they are there for us and supporting us, so I, I want to thank them, like the Samaras and the Diane and Tims and, and all them who are – really, really there. I mean, they came to the boot camp today. We had a really fun beach boot camp. So it's like, I just feel loved. I feel supported. And I just am really grateful that I have friends like that uh, in my life. So yeah, this morning we did a really fun beach boot camp at Dog Beach in Del Mar for the new studio, Sweat, and had a had over 20 people there, got a little dirty in the sand, had some drinks afterwards, and it was perfect day. Uh, got some great social media shots and some good drone shots, so we'll be posting those on our social media. Keep an eye out for those if you're interested in what that looks like, and we're going to at least try to do one really big, cool, special social event a month um, where we're inviting everybody, so stay tuned for that. Uh, make sure that you, if we don't get to see you as often, make sure you mark your calendar so that we can see on these things. We'll make them really fun. All right. So moving on to our win and our struggle, I'll go first on this one. My win over the past week or so has been that I am back on it with my tracking. I know that I kind of fell off there for a little bit and uh, life got busy, but now I'm back on it and I've added a few things to my tracking repertoire. I am now tracking my blood pressure. So uh, I di- I just did an episode on hydration. And I've been taking in a lot of electrolytes for my water and I drink a ton of water. And I also eat a little bit of processed foods that have salt in them. Um, so I just wanted to kind of know where my blood pressure was at. And it's actually just a tiny bit too high. So um, blood pressure 120 over uh, 80 is a great marker for your health just to be in like the uh, the nice healthy range and i'm like in the 130s over 70s so it's like i'm i'm kind of just uh keeping an eye on it and tracking that tracking my grip strength like i always have because grip strength is a great indicator of if you're recovered or not or if you are overtraining um a nice little easy 15 grip dynamometer. uh off of amazon is super easy to get i track that every day and then i'm tracking my fasting blood glucose with a finger prick so i'm pricking my finger in the morning and seeing what my blood sugar is um solid on that i think it might be time for me to do another uh cycle with a continuous glucose monitor i do a um probably a two-week phase every three to four months with the levels company so i think i'm probably pretty close to getting uh another cycle of that Just have to figure out the right time and make sure that the nutrition that I am going to do, I want to make sure that I kind of break it up so that I'm only eating a a certain food at a certain time and I'm not combining all the foods together. So that's going to take just a little bit of planning. And then my struggles, my struggles is, is my outside time has been minimal. So I usually give myself a couple hours a day to get outside. Um, I've been really good about getting my sunset beach walks in anytime that I'm not coaching, but with this new schedule, man, I just have not had a chance to get outside and I can tell the difference, even though I'm super active all day, I'm inside, I'm working out, I'm coaching. I just can tell the difference when I'm not getting outside and it affects my mood, it affects my energy. So I think that's going to be one of my bigger focuses here on the upcoming week is trying to get my butt outside. What about you, Jamie? What are your wins? What are your struggles?
1: My win is I feel like I'm finally feeling a little settled into our new studio, our new routine, um, right? It's been almost a month now. We officially started on the first, so it was just kind of getting in there, learning the new processes, organizing, finding homes for things, seeing what we could improve right off the bat, like little tiny changes just to hopefully enhance the experience for the members. Um, And I'm just feel finally feeling comfortable there. And I just did my first 90 minute session, first 90 minute class for them. And yes, you are correct. It was Taylor Swift eras. I had to bring it to them and they loved it. And it was just an amazing time. The energy was fantastic. Um, And I've already gotten requests to bring it back. So if you're in the San Diego area and you are obsessed with Taylor Swift like me, keep an eye out to. I'll be doing another 90 minutes, all Taylor Swift eras, and I'm thinking on a Sunday, on a weekend, just to give a little bit more flexibility to those who have to work during the week, which I fully understand. Um, I'd say my struggle... Kind of similar to what you were saying, Damien, I feel like with the new routine, I'm still trying to figure out where to squeeze in my self-care, getting outside. I think this past week I told myself three days in a row that I was going to make it to the beach, just get some steps in, and I didn't make it a single day. So just trying to figure that out and prep my food, get to the grocery store, have stuff stocked in our house, because right now I've been eating out where there's new restaurants by our new studio. So I have to try them all. Um, But just trying to get back to my actual solid at home routines as
0: well. Love it. So we got some good stuff that we've gone through and we got some good stuff to look forward to. I'm excited for the next week. So let's get into the questions of the day. We have three questions, one on lifestyle, one on fitness and movement, and one on nutrition. What's question number one?
1: Question number one. I know alcohol is not great for my fat loss, strength gain, or health goals. I drink for stress relief at night and as social lubricant at social gatherings. What are some alternatives that I could do instead?
0: Yeah. And this question came from uh, the accountability club. So we're running a group where we started January 1st and we set small goals and we went through these goals week after week progressing. And Every week we do a webinar, a Zoom meeting where we go over the challenges and the struggles of the week. And the most common struggle after the weekend is drinking and this this ability to this non ability to control what you're drinking to support your fitness goals while still being able to be social, uh, still being able to go after your other goals and and not making the weekend just disrupt everything that you did over the past five six days. So I think that. Understanding the potential negative effects of alcohol on our goals and just knowing the negative effects can be a powerful motivator for helping us make healthier choices. So here are some facts about the alcohol that we drink that you might find a little insightful that might help motivate us the next time we're encountered with some decisions to make over the weekend. So first, let's talk about the calorie content of alcohol. Alcohol is a calorie-dense containing substance that has about seven calories per gram. That's almost as much as fat. A standard drink can contribute to a significant number of calories without providing essential nutrients. It's just empty calories, and that can make it easy to exceed your daily caloric needs and also hinder any weight loss efforts that you may have. It has a huge impact on your metabolism. Alcohol consumption... It can slow down your metabolism in this way. When you drink, your body is going to prioritize metabolizing alcohol over any other nutrients, leading to a decreased fat oxidation, meaning burning of fat and potentially promoting fat storage. So it prioritizes alcohol, your body, over the carbs, proteins, fats, the stuff that you're eating. So that gets put on hold. So it's more likely that you're going to be storing this energy rather than using it. Blood sugar and cravings. Alcohol consumption can lead to fluctuations in your blood sugar levels, and this can trigger cravings for high calorie, sugary foods. This can make it harder to resist unhealthy snacks and hinder your progress towards weight loss. Alcohol also inhibits muscle protein synthesis. So alcohol can interfere with muscle protein synthesis, which is the process that helps repair and build muscle tissue after your workouts. And this can impede your muscle growth and your recovery. It's going to hinder your strength and your muscle gain goals. So that's like a huge, huge detriment to any kind of training that you're doing. And it's going to negate a lot of those benefits that you had from when you did do your resistance training. Alcohol is also a diuretic, which means that it can lead to increased urine production and dehydration. So proper hydration is going to be crucial for your optimal muscle function and your performance. And also your recovery and your overall well-being. If you're drinking alcohol, your hydration efforts are going to be just that much harder. Alcohol can also impair nutrient absorption in your digestive tract. And this is going to potentially lead to deficiencies in essential vitamins and minerals that are needed for your muscle growth, for your energy production, and your overall health. Alcohol is a huge sleep disruptor. While alcohol might help you fall asleep initially, It's going to disrupt your later stages of sleep. And this is going to lead to poor sleep quality, which is going to hurt your recovery. You know that adequate sleep is essential for muscle recovery, hormone regulation, and weight management. So when you drink alcohol, this could be one of the biggest detriments to your health is that it affects one of the biggest pillars, sleep. Whatever your health and fitness goals are, sleep is going to be a huge, huge thing for you to focus on. Although some people use alcohol to relieve stress. Excessive and chronic alcohol consumption can actually increase your stress hormones like cortisol. Elevated cortisol levels can hinder muscle gain, promote fat storage, and impact overall well-being. So even though you think you're drinking alcohol for stress relief, it's still impacting your stress hormones. It's also impacting your liver health. The liver is responsible for metabolizing alcohol and detoxifying the body. Excessive alcohol consumption can strain your liver. And potentially, it's going to affect the ability to process nutrients and hormones crucial for your fitness goals. So if your goal is to develop a healthier lifestyle while working towards your weight loss, your muscle gain, and your stress relief goals, like this person that asked the question, let's break down some of these goals and address different situations that you might encounter in your day-to-day routine and when you go to social events. And remember that the key is to make gradual and sustainable changes that work for you. So as we go through all of this, maybe just take one thing that you think can really impact you the most and then slowly start to add on to that. Some people drink alcohol for stress relief, but there are healthier alternatives in order to achieve this goal. So let's talk about some different alternatives for stress relief. You can bring mindfulness and deep breathing to your life. When you come home from work stressed, Take a few minutes to practice deep breathing or mindfulness meditation. Focus on your breath and let go of the day's tension. There are apps for this like Calm or there's a Muse, M-U-S-E app where you can wear a headband and you can kind of track your progress there. Uh, There is... Guided YouTubes, Um, Yoga Body is a great, great follow. All one word, Yoga Body. He does amazing breath work. So if you type in Yoga Body for uh, breath for stress relief, I bet you'll find a follow-along breath work that you could do. Try to bring some mindfulness and deep breathing into your life. Physical activity. Engage in some sort of physical activity that you enjoy. A brisk walk, yoga, or a quick workout. Exercise is one of the best stress relievers that can help improve your mood. And I know when you get home from work, you're tired. You don't have a lot of energy, but just a little bit of movement, just a start can help get momentum built. Uh, If you're in a bad mood, I just posted this on Instagram, take a walk. If you're still in a bad mood, take another walk. You will never regret going outside and taking a walk. It will help your attitude, your mood. It will help your stress relief. Highly recommend physical activity. Journaling. Journaling. Journaling, write down your thoughts and your feelings as a way to relieve your stress and gain clarity on your emotions. Sometimes it helps just to get it all out. This can help you identify any triggers and then work through them because you can actually visually see them. Other people drink in social settings, and this is kind of me. This is what I do. I drink for social reasons. I drink in social settings. I don't really love drinking just by myself in my house. So let's brainstorm some healthy alternatives for social settings. If you're at home or if you're at a party, instead of having alcoholic beverages, think of fun, unique mocktails that you could make. Instead of alcohol, you could opt for a sparkling water or herbal tea blend. You could create fun, refreshing mocktails using natural fruit juices and garnishes. And this way you can still enjoy a special drink without the negative effects of alcohol. And some teas even give you really great effects like energy or like calm and relax or like anti-anxiety. And I'll offer some tea suggestions and some mocktail recipes after we go through all the details here. So yes, there are other alternatives for something to have in your hand when you're in a social setting. Now, if you have to have something in your hands for you to feel comfortable, maybe you can shift From beverages to healthy snacks, you can focus on delicious food options in your hand available at the gathering. So fill your plate with lean proteins or veggies or dishes that are specially made by the loved ones that you have at the party that made a dish and brought it. And hopefully this will help you satisfy your taste buds and support your fitness goals at the same time. You can engage in activities like actually participate in games or dancing or any other activities or events that you can plan to keep yourself busy and engage with friends without relying on alcohol for the entertainment. Maybe you have to be the one to get creative and come up with these activities. It's important to set yourself up for success by planning. Planning ahead can help you avoid some of the pitfalls that lead to our overconsumption of alcohol. So some things that we can think about in our day-to-day routines that we can plan for is just having prepped meals. Maybe you prep your meals for lunch so that when you are working, you don't go for the fast food option. You actually have foods that can fill you up, satiate you, that is healthy, that match your fitness goals so that when you get home, you're not on this blood sugar roller coaster of cravings and hunger, or you worked all day through lunch and now you're just starving. So you binge and drink and eat a ton and drink a ton after work. So have a balanced meal prepped and ready to go so that you're less likely to reach for unhealthy options when you're hungry and tired after work. It's going to lead to that that screw it mentality when it comes to drinking along with your meal hydration keep a reusable water bottle with you throughout the day and stay hydrated because proper hydration is going to help curb unnecessary snacking it's going to improve your overall health and well-being it's going to help keep you energized uh, definitely make sure that you drink water and that you have a water bottle that you carry with you all times that's a huge hack Uh, planned work stress relief movement breaks. So get up, incorporate short breaks during your workday to stretch out, to walk around, to move the muscles of your legs and to just recharge and get your brain to give a little bit of a break from the deep work that you're doing. This is gonna help you reduce your stress and improve your focus so when you get home, you're not on that, ah, I'm so stressed train and you start to drink from that. If your goals are muscle gain and weight loss, which a lot of the people that we train are, and a lot of people that are in the accountability club and the person that asked this question is looking for muscle gain and weight loss, it's important to remember that drinking is probably one of the biggest things that you could do to take you away from those goals. Remember that in order to have that goal, You want to focus on nutrient-dense, whole foods, lean proteins, vegetables, fruits, whole grains. When you drink alcohol, those are probably not the foods that you're eating along with it. Those foods that I just talked about, they're going to provide you with the necessary nutrients for muscle gain and to support weight loss. So you want to make sure that you are focusing on that before you get any of the extra stuff coming in like the alcohol. And strength training. Incorporate regular strength training exercises into your routine. But if you drink alcohol, a lot of the benefits from strength training are diminished. And also, the next day, you don't always feel great. And then maybe you don't feel like you have the energy to strength train. And now you're off your routine. And consistency is going to be the pretty much the best way for you to find your goals. So strength training is going to be huge. And when you drink alcohol, a lot of the benefits of strength training goes out the window. The strength training workouts are going to help to build muscle and increase your metabolism over time. Those are going to be huge, huge ways to help you get the, to those goals. Uh, adequate rest. Ensure that you're getting enough sleep and quality and quantity each night because sleep is going to be crucial for muscle recovery, hormone balance, and overall well-being. And we just talked about how alcohol can really diminish your sleep quality. So huge, huge thing there. Um, if you can moderate your alcohol in order to obtain all of those things that I talked about, that's what we're looking for It's a little bit of balance. I drink alcohol. Jamie drinks alcohol. We do go out with our friends every once in a while, but we make sure that we have all the other stuff dialed in before we go to those events. And if we do feel like we're on the path to going away from our goals and we're we're going a little bit off the rails, we've had a little bit too many back-to-back days where we're uh, overindulging in alcohol and not really moving, then we make sure that we stop that as soon as we see it and then we get back on track. We put together a couple weeks streak of being on track and then we get back into our balance. Um, When I was researching this question, I was looking for stories of well-known individuals when it came to substance abuse so that we could kind of extract actionable insights from them and that we could implement these things into our own lives so that we can achieve our own health and fitness goals while reducing our alcohol consumption or our substance abuse. Um, Robert Downey Jr., he emphasized the importance of seeking professional help and treatment for addiction. Encourage yourself or the person that you know in your life that is maybe struggling with substance abuse to consider counseling, therapy, or support groups to address any underlying emotional triggers for alcohol consumption. Uh, like Robert Downey Jr., that you can focus on physical activities uh, that you enjoy. He, he's focused on martial arts and yoga. Um, Because engaging in regular exercise can help you alleviate the stress and promote your mental well-being. Russell Brand, he struggled with substance abuse and he committed to sobriety and he advocates for mental health awareness. He highlights the significance of finding a strong support network. Uh, You can reach out to your friends, your family, support groups. You can create a positive circle of influence. Uh, You can explore mindfulness techniques such as meditation and journaling to cope with the stress and emotional challenges in healthier ways. That's what Russell Brand recommends. Demi Lovato, her journey underscores the importance of prioritizing mental health as well, along with her physical health. Uh, She says that you should consider therapy and counseling to get any of the underlying emotional issues that may contribute to alcohol consumption. And she also suggests creative outlets, so things such as music music. And art and writing. Uh, she says that those are uh, ways, a means of self-expression for stress relief. Rob Low, Rob Lowe, his decision to seek professional treatment and support demonstrates the value of acknowledging the need for help. He reached out to a healthcare professional and an addiction specialist to create a personalized recovery plan for himself. He says that. You should explore new hobbies or interests that can divert your attention away from the alcohol. So things like hiking, cooking, or learning musical instruments that can be engaging alternatives. Famous actor Anthony Hopkins, he underscores the resilience to overcome addiction and pursue personal growth as the biggest thing that happened for him. Encourage yourself to create a vision board or set specific goals to visualize your progress and motivate yourself. He suggests that you should invest in continuous learning, whether that's reading or online courses or workshops, find something that keeps your mind engaged and motivated on your journey. Okay, so hopefully that gives you a little bit of motivation. Let's talk about some quick mocktails and non-alcoholic drinks, some healthier alternatives to alcohol that you can have at parties or at your house or after work. So you could create refreshing mocktails using sparkling water, fruit juices, or herbal infusions. You can add fresh fruits and herbs and garnishes for added flavor and visual appeal. Opt for non-alcoholic beers or wines, which provide social experience without the alcohol content. Things like herbal teas, coconut water, kombucha, fresh fruit smoothies, even just infused water. Uh, so you could put cucumbers, berries, mint, herbs in water and infuse it and just kind of have that to pull out of your fridge. Um, seltzers, uh, fresh fruit infused iced tea. You could do fruit spritzers or even like a hydrating electrolyte drink. So things like putting a liquid IV in water or um, LMNT in water. So those are some really cool things that you could opt for. You could do a virgin mojito where you put, Uh, Lime wedges at the bottom of a glass and muddle those lime wedges with mint leaves and sugar. Just a little sprinkle of sugar. If you add ice on top of that with club soda and sparkling water, you stir it gently and garnish with a mint on top and you have a nice little virgin mojito. A berry sparkler. You could muddle a few berries at the bottom of a glass and then add a splash of lemon juice and just a drizzle of honey or agave syrup. Fill the glass with ice and top it with sparkling water and boom, garnish it with some additional berries on top and that's a beautiful berry sparkler. You could do a cucumber cooler. In a shaker, muddle some cucumber slices and mint leaves and then add fresh lime juice and ice and shake it well. Then you strain all of that into a glass filled with ice and top it with a cucumber flavored sparkling water. Then garnish it with a cucumber slice and a mint on top and man, that's gonna be a professional cucumber cooler you could create a ginger spice fizz in a glass if you muddle fresh ginger with a splash of lemon juice and a drizzle of honey or maple syrup then you fill the glass with ice and top it off with ginger ale or ginger beer stir that gently and garnish it with a slice of lemon man you would have an amazing cocktail right there without the alcohol a mocktail so While it's important to note that no substance is completely risk-free, there are also alternative ways for yourself to achieve a sense of relaxation, um, a sense of enjoyment, or just that quote-unquote effect that you get from alcohol. So the effect of being drunk in social settings, you can do this without resorting to alcohol. Here are some other options that you can consider. You can do herbal teas. So chamomile, valerian root, passion flower. All of those have calming properties that can help you relax without the negative effects of alcohol. And if you're not looking to relax, you're looking for a little bit more energy, you could also drink teas like black tea or green tea, mate, guayusa, or oolong tea. These things give you a little bit of an energetic boost when you drink them. And then you can always spice them up with whatever kind of herbs or other kind of um, toppings that you want to do with that. You could use CBD products, that's big right now, CBD oils or gummies. These are becoming increasingly popular for their potential calming effects and their stress-relieving effects. Uh, You could also do these effects without drinking, and you could do your deep breathing and your meditation. Some of the craziest feelings and effects that I've ever had was from uh, breath work and doing breath exercises. Uh, aromatherapy could be a great way to set the mood. Make sure that you guys have uh, a nice smelling aromatherapy around your party, listening to music and dancing. These are all ways to get high on your own supply, um, engaging in conversation and physical activity and then laughter and comedy. If you can get laughter at the party, if you can get laughter going on, that's another way for you to get high on your own supply. And Jamie, we work with a company called Ned who has a great product. What, uh, what would you suggest from the Ned line?
1: Yeah. First, high on your own supply. I love that. Did you just make that up? (laughs) It has a nice little ring to it. Um, But yes, so two products that I love from Ned. I'm holding them right here in my hand. They have hemp gel caps. Um, It's all organic grown in Colorado, super pure, clean ingredients. Um I kind of say that they're my just like ha ah, little happy pills. I take a couple and I just feel like I can breathe. It just really calms me down. And then they also have a tincture um, and it's called De Stress Blend. It has some ashwagandha in there, um, full spectrum hemp, a little bit of CBD. So just two really clean products that you can get from Ned um, to help with that. And we have a little discount code if you want it, we can link it um, in the notes.
0: Love it. Ned, yes, highly recommend. They also come up with that mellow magnesium supplement that we take every night before we go to bed. Uh, And I just want to leave you all with some valuable insights that can help guide you on your journey towards your health, fitness, and wellness goals. Because remember, the decisions that you make today, they're going to have a profound impact on your long-term well-being and vitality. First and foremost, I encourage you to reflect deeply on what you truly want the most out of life. What is that big why? Visualize the healthier, stronger, and happier version of yourself that you aspire to become. And as you navigate these social gatherings and any daily challenges and any stress-filled afternoons after work, keep this vision of your bigger why at the forefront of your mind. This clarity is going to serve as a compass guiding you towards choices that align with your ultimate desires. It's supernatural to seek instant gratification. But I urge you to prioritize long term health and vitality over short term pleasures. The temporary satisfaction that alcohol might provide can pale in comparison to the lasting joy of feeling energized, feeling confident, and just truly content with your body and your mind. Social gatherings hold immense value for your overall well being. They provide opportunities to cultivate positive relationships, create lasting memories, and strengthen your support network. However, it's important to acknowledge that if you find it challenging to moderate alcohol consumption in these settings, there could be a deeper underlying issue worth exploring. Remember, seeking help or guidance is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Empower yourself with the understanding that making positive choices doesn't mean giving up on enjoyment. Instead, it means discovering healthier ways to find pleasure and fulfillment. So embrace the moments of laughter, connection, and celebration without letting alcohol define your experiences. And as you go on this journey, I want you to know that I'm here to support you. Jamie's here to support you every step of the way. So if you need anything, reach out. Believe in your own ability to make mindful choices and know that the path to lasting health and well-being is a journey worth taking. Embrace each challenge as an opportunity to grow and never underestimate the transformative power of your determination and your resilience. Your goals are within reach, and I'm confident that you have what it takes to achieve them. So let's move on to question number two, the fitness and movement question. What do we got, Jamie?
1: All right. So question number two, I listened to your episode on the benefits of sauna use. I have a steam room in my house. Is it the same protocol for a steam room as it is for a sauna?
0: And this one comes from my Aunt Debbie, who I absolutely love. She supports the podcast, listen all the time. I love you, Aunt Debbie. Um, This one's for you. So to kick things off, let's talk about the incredible benefits that heat therapy can bring to the table. We did an episode on sauna use that my aunt listened to, and um, you can go back and listen to that. But if you haven't listened to it or you don't want to, um, whether you're in a sauna or a steam room, the power of heat can be... Super, super beneficial, and it can't be underestimated. Heat therapy stimulates your blood circulation, it promotes nutrient delivery to your cells, and it helps with waste removal, or what some people call toxins. This can aid in muscle recovery after a strenuous workout and can even alleviate muscle pain. Additionally, heat therapy induces sweating, which is one of the body's natural ways to detoxify Sweating helps eliminate toxins and impurities, which is excellent for your skin health and your overall well-being. When you step into a sauna or a steam room, your body's thermoregulation mechanism kicks in. As the temperature rises, your blood vessels are going to dilate. They're going to grow. They're going to open up. A phenomenon known as vasodilation. This widens the vessels to enhance the blood flow through the vessel promoting efficient oxygen and nutrient delivery to the cells of your body, while also aiding in the removal of metabolic waste products. This increased circulation is not only beneficial for muscle recovery, but also for cardiovascular heart health. And if we were to dig a little bit deeper into the physiology, the heat from the saunas in the steam room also influence your muscles on a cellular level. Heat therapy can increase the production of heat shock proteins, which aid in repairing damaged proteins, and even prevent cell damage. This could contribute to improved muscle recovery and even protection against certain chronic diseases. For saunas, there are a couple of different styles of saunas, each one offering a unique experience. You have traditional saunas that use dry heat, often with rocks that are heated by wood-burning stoves. You have infrared saunas, which use infrared lamps to heat your body directly without heating the surrounding air as much. This style is known for deeper penetration, and it's sometimes preferred by those who find traditional saunas a little bit uncomfortably hot. In traditional dry saunas, the intense heat stimulates your sweat glands, resulting in a profuse sweat. This process serves as a natural cooling mechanism, helping your body shed excess heat and maintain its core temperature. As you sweat, your body eliminates various toxins, including heavy metals and environmental pollutants, and that comes through your skin. The heat also promotes the release of endorphins, those feel-good neurotransmitters, which contribute to that post-sauna euphoria. But if we move on to the main event, the showdown between saunas and steam rooms, while both provide heat therapy, they have distinct differences. Saunas use dry heat with low humidity, creating a high-temperature environment, while steam rooms, on the other hand, offer a moist heat with high humidity, often generated by a steam generator. The choice often boils down to personal preference, but there are some considerations to keep in mind. Saunas might be more comfortable for people who prefer dry heat and can tolerate higher temperatures. Steam rooms can be gentler on the respiratory system and offer a more relaxing spa-like experience due to the moist environment. With steam rooms, the moist environment has a unique impact on your body. As you inhale the warm, humid air, your respiratory system undergoes a natural cleansing process. It's important to note that if the steam room is not clean, like if you go into one of these 24-hour fitnesses, it's at the end of the day, maybe it hasn't been cleaned for a couple of days— It could be a haven for mold, so the health benefits actually reverse in that situation. So it's just best to really focus a little more attention on the cleanliness when it comes to steam rooms. And the steam in steam rooms can help clear congestion and improve breathing, making it a favored choice for those who have respiratory conditions. Moreover, the high humidity of steam rooms can deeply moisturize your skin, leaving it soft and supple. The experience is similar to a mini spa treatment, and the relaxation that it induces can have a profound positive effect on your overall well-being. One thing that I discovered from listening to those who have used steam rooms more often than saunas, the humid air in a steam room gently envelops you, leading to a slower increase in your heart rate compared to saunas, which have a faster increase in heart rate. And this is a more gentler introduction to particularly uh, those who are easing their way into the world of heat therapy. So steam rooms might be a little bit easier way to get your foot in the door. Steam rooms with their higher humidity are, are also like a heart healthy spa for your arteries. The warm moisture encourages the inner lining of your blood vessels to relax, which in turn supports healthy blood pressure levels and overall cardiovascular function. And let's not forget about the holistic harmony that heat therapy offers. The relaxation that is induced by saunas or steam rooms extends its soothing touch to also your mind, reducing stress and cultivating a sense of calm. Now, if we talk about protocols for sauna and steam room, they are pretty similar. So... When starting your sauna or steam room journey, you should aim for a session around 10 to 20 minutes, whereas a steam room, you might be able to go a little bit longer when you first start out just because it is a little bit more gentle. Um, you want to gradually build from 10 up to 20 minutes, building your tolerance over time. Two people that I really love to follow on this topic are Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who does so much in the world of heat therapy, and then Professor Andrew Huberman, who has talked to so many people that know about this style of of thermoregulation. And Dr. Rhonda Patrick and Professor Andrew Huberman, they emphasize the significance of temperature and duration. They recommend aiming for a sauna temperature of around 170 to 180 degrees Fahrenheit. 170 to 180 to start it out. This range is thought to activate beneficial cellular responses without pushing your body into the potentially uncomfortable zone. When it comes to duration, their protocol suggests getting up to 20 to 30 minutes in this temperature of sauna. This time frame allows your body to gradually adapt to the heat and induces a cascade of physiological changes that make heat therapy so powerful. And then an integral part of their protocol involves incorporating cool down intervals after your sauna session, after your steam room session. It's recommended to allow your body to cool down naturally. This can involve sitting in a cooler room or maybe taking a lukewarm shower or just stepping outside and letting the fresh air work its magic. These cool-down intervals serve multiple purposes. They prevent yourself from overheating and help you avoid any potential discomfort while also extending the benefits of improved circulation by allowing your blood vessels to gradually return to their baseline state on their own you have this system in your body that regulates temperature and if you get yourself hot and then you do something to cool yourself off immediately you're not letting this system work its magic to work in order to get you to cool down which is where a lot of the benefits lie so try to get yourself to either cool down after heat therapy naturally or heat up after cold therapy naturally the frequency of your sauna or steam room sessions is another crucial aspect of this protocol. You should try to get at your routine two to four times per week for optimal results. It looks like the closer you can get to four, the more optimal the benefits. This frequency strikes a balance between reaping the benefits of heat therapy and also giving your body adequate time to recover. So for sauna, 10 minutes starts. And then maybe you build from there for steam room. Maybe you could start with 15. You could get up to like 20 to 25 in a sauna, maybe even 25 to 35 in a steam room. If you don't have a sauna or a steam room, no problem. Not everyone has access to a sauna or a steam room, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the benefits of heat therapy. You could create hot Epsom salt baths. You could go to hot yoga classes You can buy small, affordable pop-up saunas that you can buy online on Amazon. Um, At my house, it's a dream of mine to have a nice, traditional hot sauna with a cold plunge right outside of it. But for now, we have a sauna blanket from a company called Higher Dose, who makes really great quality products. They're a little bit on the spendy side, but um, that could be another option if you're not going to go the full sauna route. Just be warned, if you're going to buy these products, if you're six foot two or taller, Most of these products that you buy are just going to be a little bit too small for you. Jamie, who's five foot three, she loves them. On the other hand, I have a hard time fitting. And lastly, it's just really important to remember that heat therapy, cold therapy, exercise, fasting, all of these health things, these can be done for health, but they also work through the power of hormesis, which is a small stress to the body that you recover from. And optimal benefits can only be found when you apply the correct amount of hormesis stress, not too much, not too little, and then you give your body time to recover from that stress. It is in the rebound and the recovery where you supercompensate and reap all the healthy progressive health benefits. So start slow, start small, and build up. Start with a lower temperature for a shorter amount of time, And then slowly add time. If it was me, I would start at 10 minutes and I would build up two minutes at a time every week. So week one is 10, week two is 12, week three is 14 until I got up to 20. And then I would increase the heat and I would drop the time. So if my heat was at 160, I would take it up to 170 and then I would drop back to maybe 12 minutes. It's important that you find your edge when you're inside the sauna or the steam room and you get uncomfortable, but to listen to your body at the same time. It's this fine line. It's just like exercising. And there you have it, a comprehensive exploration of the sauna versus the steam room. They're pretty much the same and they do just slightly different benefits, uh, but the protocols can be pretty much the same. And whether you're on team sauna or team steam room... The heated havens offer a a wealth of benefits for your body and your mind, either way. Remember, it's not just about sweating it out, but it's also about finding that moment of tranquility and rejuvenation in today's fast paced world. It's also great for your mind. Okay, let's move on to question number three our nutrition question. What do we got for nutrition, Jamie?
1: Question number three What are some foods that can help lower blood pressure?
0: Ah, I really like this question. While high blood pressure, which is also called Hypertension. This is widely recognized as a huge health concern right now due to its association with an increased risk of cardiovascular disease, things like heart disease and stroke and kidney problems. Having low blood pressure can also have implications for your health. However, it's important to note that the concept of low blood pressure can vary among individuals, and what's considered low for one person might be normal for another. Here are some potential reasons why low blood pressure can be important. Blood flow and oxygen delivery. Blood pressure is crucial for maintaining proper blood flow throughout the body. If blood pressure is too low, it can lead to an inadequate blood flow to organs and tissues. This can result in reduced oxygen and nutrient delivery to the cells, potentially causing dizziness or fainting or even organ damage in some severe cases. You can experience dizziness and fainting. You can experience fatigue and weakness. You're going to have risk during surgery. Any low blood pressure can pose a risk during surgeries or medical procedures where maintaining adequate blood flow is crucial. Anesthesia can further lower blood pressure. So it's important for healthcare providers to monitor and manage blood pressure levels during any surgery situations. Also dehydration. Dehydration can lead to low blood pressure. When the body lacks sufficient fluid, blood volume decreases, which in turn can lower blood pressure. Staying hydrated is important to maintaining a healthy blood pressure range. It's worth noting for some individuals, particularly athletes or those who are very fit, having a lower than average blood pressure might not necessarily be problematic as their bodies have adapted to their lifestyle. However, if you experience symptoms like dizziness, fainting, fatigue, weakness, It's important to consult a healthcare professional to determine whether your blood pressure is within a healthy range and to address any underlying causes. Optimal blood pressure for health is generally considered to be 120 over 80, around 120 over 80. This is measured in millimeters of mercury and is expressed as two numbers, your systolic pressure, which is the top number, and your diastolic pressure, which is the second bottom number. The systolic pressure is the pressure in your arteries when your heart beats and pumps blood. It represents the maximum force exerted on your arterial walls during each heartbeat. And then your diastolic pressure, which is the bottom number, this is the pressure of your arteries when your heart is at rest between those beats. It reflects the minimum force exerted on your artery walls. So for a blood pressure reading of 120 over 80, that would be considered within the optimal range. However, blood pressure can be varied based on a ton of factors, such as your age, your genetics, your overall health, your lifestyle. To determine if you have high blood pressure, hypertension, you would want to measure your blood pressure using a blood pressure monitor. I just bought one for $50 off of Amazon. I'm using it every morning to track my stuff. Um, There are two main categories for diagnosing hypertension. If you're elevated, your pressure, systolic pressure is anywhere between 120 and 129. So a little bit high, which I think I'm right around in that area. I'm like in elevated range. Um, hypertension is, uh, 130 to 139. And then You have your hypertensive crisis state, which is higher than 180. So if you see a number higher than 180 on average for your resting blood pressure, that's probably going to be a problem. When you measure your blood pressure at home, here are the best ways to get uh, an accurate reading. You want to rest for at least five minutes, sit in a comfortable position, upright with your feet flat on the ground. You want to place a cuff on your bare upper arm at heart level. And I like to always take it on the same arm. Relax and avoid talking during the measurement. And then this is important. Take multiple readings and then average them for the most accurate result. The monitor that I bought says that you should take three readings and take the average of the three. So let's dive into foods that help lower blood pressure. Leafy greens such as spinach, kale, and Swiss chard. These greens are rich in potassium, a mineral that helps your body balance sodium levels. And sodium can lead to water retention and increased blood pressure. Potassium helps to relax the walls of the blood vessels, reducing tension and promoting lowering blood pressure. Berries, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries are a superfood. You should be eating them every day if you can. Uh, These compounds in blueberries called antioxidants, uh, flavonoids, anthocyanins, They have been linked to improve cardiovascular health by enhancing the dilation of your blood vessels, which in turn can help lower your blood pressure. Beets. Beets are a big one. Beets contain nitrates, which are converted into nitric oxide in the body, and nitric oxide helps to relax the blood vessels, improving your blood flow and reducing your blood pressure. Fatty fish, salmon, mackerel, sardines. High omega-3 fatty acid foods, which have anti-inflammatory properties and can help relax your blood vessels. Garlic. Garlic contains a compound that has been shown to have potential blood pressure lowering effects. It's going to help relax blood vessels and inhibit certain enzymes that constrict blood vessels. Nuts and seeds, almonds, flax seeds, chia seeds. These are also a rich source of potassium, magnesium, and healthy fats. Magnesium also plays a role in relaxing blood vessels and helps regulate blood pressure. And then yogurt and low-fat dairy products. Dairy products provide calcium and vitamin D, which are associated with lower blood pressure. Calcium helps blood vessels tighten and relax appropriately, while vitamin D supports overall cardiovascular health. Pomegranates and dark chocolate also help to relax blood vessels dark chocolate in moderation of course rich in flavonoids which have a vasodilatory effect on your blood vessels so these are some foods that you can eat to help lower your blood pressure and it's important to note that while these foods that we just talked about can contribute to lowering blood pressure they are most effective when part of a balanced diet which includes lean proteins fruits vegetables And additionally, reducing your sodium intake of your processed foods and maintaining a healthy weight, these are all going to be key factors in managing blood pressure, exercising, sleeping well, all those things are going to help. So the the pillars of fitness that we always talk about are the same as the pillars of health and the pillars of fat loss. Really, they're all tied together and they really all have the same uh, health boosting effects. Great. Those are the questions for the day. And we want to thank the Live in the Dream team members who have sent in questions for us or have messaged us and asked us questions. We really, really appreciate it. Keep it coming. We want to hear it. We'll go over them on the next few episodes. Uh, And that leads us to the recommendation of the week. We want to recommend Sean Stevenson's new cookbook. We are so excited about this. We've pre-ordered it. We are ready for it to come. It's called Eat Smarter Family Cookbook, 100 Delicious Recipes to Transform Your Health, Happiness, and Connection. This is a companion cookbook to Sean Stevenson's second book called Eat Smarter, which was a national bestseller. This features 100 family-friendly recipes to help you boost your metabolism, up your energy level, and start living a happier life. The description reads, starting a new health journey may seem daunting, but you don't have to do it alone. In fact, not doing it alone is a secret to longevity and health that has been largely overlooked until now. The latest research shows that simple changes to your environment and eating more often with people who we care about have a tremendous impact on our food choices, metabolic health, mental health, and so much more. As health expert and number one-ranked podcast host of The Model Health Show, Sean Stevenson shows us nutrition goes beyond preparing and eating healthy foods and can be a delicious, transformative experience for all. In Eat Smarter's family cookbook, Stevenson expands on his best-selling Eat Smarter with 100 delectable recipes with radically upgraded ingredients that are fit for a whole family. Inside, you'll find recipes like sweet potato protein pancakes, Supreme Salmon Burgers, and Avocado Fries that offer a healthy and mouthwatering twist to old classics. Each easy-to-prepare recipe is designed with nutrient-dense ingredients that will transform your body from the inside out, complete with sample meal plans, mind-blowing food facts, and tips to transform your family's kitchen. Eat Smarter Family Cookbook has all the recipes you'll need to upgrade your food choices and ultimately transform your health and the health of your entire family. This uh, title is going to be released on October 10th, so go to Amazon and pre-order it now or we'll include the link in the description of this episode. Definitely recommend pre-ordering and grabbing this cookbook. You're not going to regret it.
1: And I just thought of something really fun. So if you guys do decide to pre order and get this book, we already obviously have it coming. Um, What if we did like a little fun challenge with each other, we pick one recipe, I can pick the recipe post it on my social media, and we all plan and commit to making one of those fun recipes every single week.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. I'm excited for that. Let's do it. And we're going to conclude the episode with the quote of the week. The quote that we want to use going into this week is your body becomes what you consume. Your mind becomes what you consume. Be careful with how you feed both. Be mindful of what you consume every day, what you consume with your eyes, your ears, mouth and body energetically affects the soul. Be mindful of energy of the media that you consume, the food you eat, and the people around you. Your body becomes what you consume and your mind becomes what you consume. So be careful with how you feed both. And that's it for this week's episode. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Thank you so much for listening and learning here with us on the Living the Dream podcast. We are so grateful for you being a part of this lifelong learning journey. If you have any topics you'd like to discuss, please let us know in the comments or by messaging me on Instagram at CoachDamianSD. Be kind to someone today, smile at someone today, and leave every person you come into contact with better than before. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.